0: You are listening to the JTMR Podcast. Visit our website at to rescue.com for free sermons, articles, e-books, Bible study tools, Bible quizzes, and lots more. We share the gospel of Jesus to the world. Hi everyone, Karen Sart here from Jesus to My Rescue Ministries. It is such a blessing, such an honor to be speaking with you today. And, um... We are so honored and blessed that we still have the opportunity to read from the Word of God, study the Word of God, and and use the Word of God as God has commanded us in Ephesians 6 as the sword of the Spirit to fight the enemy. And what is really important for me is that if we do not know the Word and use the Word, what weapon will we pull when the enemy comes our way? Now, um, I want to focus today on the topic, take it all back. I want us to focus on take it all back. And um, I want us to start praying before we go into the word. Heavenly Father, thank you that we can come together this day and that we can pray and commit ourselves, Holy Spirit, into your hands and be guided by you. Please bless this word in our spirit hearts. Let this be a reality in our lives and let us take from this as you guide us and let us share it with others so that we will help them just like we are encouraged by your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I think we often find ourselves in situations where we have brought certain things upon ourselves. We have gone through situations or challenges And instead, like I said, of going back and drawing from the word of God, we've drawn from the things of the world. And um and that instills fear in us. You you see that the things that we grab onto to help us in this world, which are worldly things, whether it is alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it is um being addictive to any kind of substance or you know, eating for comfort or whatever it is that's that's worldly. Uh, it might just be lashing out and, you know, using f- foul language, just, just saying when I'm angry, I just want to swear and get over and done with and then I feel better. Whatever it is, is we keep drawing back as human, as as mankind, to the things of the world. When God has actually equipped us with so many things from his word, to say, I need you to draw back to my, to me and to my word and use that as your weapon of choice. And what happens is that when we draw from the things of the world, we actually, every time when we do that, we actually give away our, our control over a situation. And God has given us authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. I mean, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is within us. So we have all the authority in and through Christ once we are saved in order to tackle anything, tackle any challenge. We have got that authority. But instead of going to the word of God and drawing from that and drawing from Jesus and his name and being and living in him, we draw from the world. And every time, as I've said, that when that happens, we actually give away our control. And that's what I want to focus on today. I want to focus today on um, taking it back, taking back the control that you have given away to Satan. Uh, we often give Satan a lot of credit. We say he did this, and you know he tempted me, and uh, it's his fault. And the devil is 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 um, bothering me. in. but how many times do we not actually give the devil credit? when he's not even supposed to give the get the credit, you must remember that he will take any credit that you give him. So even if it is giving him credit for the bad things in your life, he will enjoy that moment of glory. Do you hear me? He will enjoy that moment of glory, even if it is about wrong things, because that's what he's all about, the wrong. Being in the wrong, doing the wrong, reminding you of the wrong that you've done, because he doesn't have a future. He's not based on love, but he's based on fear and anger and hatred. No joy, no love, no peace. It's the complete opposite of who he is. So when we give our control to him, even if it's for a split second, he enjoys that moment because he also wants to own something. And the only thing he can actually own Is what we give him. Because God didn't give him any authority over us. Yes, things happen around us, but it's decisions that we make. You see, Satan will stand in front of God, we will stand in front of God, and he will simply point the finger and say, I didn't decide for Karin. She made the decision. Yes, I put a few things in the path, but on her path, but she decided to react like that. She decided to do that wrong thing. He's an accuser. So what is important is us taking back the control that God has given us in the first place. But if we don't read God's word, if we don't study his word, if we don't know what his word says, Satan will run over us. You have to understand one thing today. The devil is not afraid of you. He's not afraid of you. He challenged Jesus Christ in the desert. He challenged him on the cross. He challenged him in the Garden of Gethsemane. He challenged him every step of the way. And he wanted to take any possible control that Jesus had from Jesus. But Jesus did not give control away. He remembered who he was. And every time he was tempted, he would say, it is written. Or he would say that Satan needs to be to be gone from us. God says in James, in the word, he says, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It's not just resist the devil. Listen carefully. It's not just resist the devil. You see, when you start talking to the devil, he's going to talk back. He knows the word of God. It's not just to resist him. It starts with submit to God. So first of all, control authority in Christ, then resist the devil. So we need to get this right. Okay, let us talk a little bit about one of the things that creates, the not the opportunity, but that sets us up. To find ourselves in a situation where we lose control. Let's use a few examples. Okay. One example could be that you are living a lie. I mean, I personally, let me start with myself. I lived a lie, a lie for a very, very long time. I pretended to, to be who I, I was not or not who I was not, but I, I would pretend that I was okay when I wasn't okay. And if you listened to the Afrikaans podcast that I shared, um, you would hear a little bit of the testimony. Previously I shared the testimony, but it was, I was talking about the fact that I had, it it had an impact in my life. The fact that I was sexually molested at the age of five, but I never realized that it had an impact on my life. Only later when I became a teenager and a young adult, I realized that there was an impact that 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 happened, had on my life. Now remember, I shared already that I lived a lie. So I did not share this with other people. I didn't tell them about this. I packed it away in a drawer and hoped that it would never come out. Why? Because I did something wrong? No, not necessarily because I did something wrong, but maybe because I felt guilty because of the result of the things that have happened. So I lived a lie and it started influencing my self-image, the way I looked at myself. So I would pretend to be okay in front of people, but it was actually a lie because all I wanted to do was just to be invisible and not let anybody see through me that I was actually hurting. And so I would put a lot of pressure on myself to perform, perform while at school, perform while at the office, things like that. And then as a young adult, when I was actually healed, when God revealed to me what the actual issue was, I then only, when I could acknowledge that there was something wrong and understand where it came from, I could work through the process of healing and take back the control. Because you, you have to understand that to live a lie, and I've just given one example. I lived a lie to protect myself, although I was only a child. But that lie controlled me. And lies are not from God. So then then it means that if, if I did not have control over the situation with authority that Christ gave me, who had the control, I gave that control away to the devil to use it against me. So I gave you one example. Maybe you find yourself in a situation where you are lying about something. <laughs> you, and you got to remember that a good secret to keep is to say there's a surprise birthday party. But I'm talking here about deeper things. Maybe there was a relationship while you were married. Maybe you lied to your boss where you go and then you steal some of the work's time. Maybe you have taken money at the office or maybe whatever it might be, whatever it is that have created or that have created the situation where you find yourself in that you have lied about something and now you feel guilty about that. It means it's controlling you. Any lie, anything that, that involves lying and you cannot come out with the truth, means that the devil has got control over you in that specific area because he's controlling you with fear. Fear that the truth will come out. And the minute that fear steps in, then the peace of Christ, it gets pushed to the side because you 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 are actually always afraid that the truth will come out. And you know that it would hurt a lot of people. But on this topic, I want to share something with you. If the truth comes out, it will set you free. It will set you free. We need to be set free from the law of sin and death. You have to remember that the devil only has a past. And if you give him, as I already said, a little bit of room, a little bit of leeway, he will take that credit at that moment. He cannot control anything other than what you give him. So if you are lying about something, if you have kept a secret which you should not have kept, maybe something that you've seen that has happened um, between two people and you know that if you keep quiet about this um, or if you share it, it's going to hurt them. No, no. Pray about it and ask God to guide you so that the truth will be put on the table. But you cannot live that lie. Because I'm telling you, if you live a lie, If you keep a secret which should not be kept, you will be controlled by the devil. And that means you have given away your control and you have to take it back. Not a piece of it, all of it. You have to take all of it back because otherwise fear, which means the devil will control you. So that was just one area that I wanted to share on was specifically if we talk about the effect that lies can have in our lives. But there are a lot of other things that can also create fear. Fear of disappointment. So maybe you are a a person that gives you 100% in your marriage, 100% amongst your friendships, 100% amongst um, colleagues or at the office. And now you are afraid of being alone. And you rather Go with the crowd, go with the flow, do the earthly things instead of, you know, being in the in crowd instead of not being with the in crowd. And that means you're going to be alone. So now there's a fear of being alone because you feel that there's nothing else that drives you other than these worldly things and getting recognition from the world or the people around you instead of getting recognition from Christ. So again, there's a fear of being alone, a fear of being rejected. So I can list lies. I can list um, the fear of being alone. I can list um, the fear of being rejected, the fear that tomorrow we're going to wake up and we will not have enough finances to survive in this world that we are living in fear that if i if i drive my car in that area something might happen to me fear that my children might not reach their dreams or fear that um, my children will let me down there might be a lot of things around us that creates fear i've just listed a few things but the minute you allow fear to creep in as i've said you have given over the control. So God has given you a spirit that his spirit that is peace and love and joy, not a spirit of fear. In Timothy, it says a spirit. God, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love and of strength and of a sound mind. So why would God want us to give to the enemy, even if it is a split second? No, He wants us to take it all back. I want us to read something from Matthew. Um, it's Again, I'm going to read from the passage of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he was praying before he was arrested. And I want to talk or share with you here from or read from verse 40 onwards. Now, Jesus went back and forth into the garden. He asked his disciples to keep watch. Um, and so he was going up and back and forth about three times to pray But let's read from verse 40. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked. Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I'm going to read verse 41 again. Watch. And pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Jesus knows what this is all about. He knows that when we do not pray and that we do not watch out, we might fall into temptation. He also knows that we don't want to make these mistakes, but our flesh is weak because we're just human but again just like i said when he said submit to god then resist the devil he said watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation so to me this is very clear you know and I, and i and i wonder how did peter and everybody feel when jesus was arrested i can just imagine if it was me <laughs> What would I feel in that moment? I would probably feel, yo, I was at fault here. You know, I could have, I could have kept watch. I could have prayed with Jesus while he was praying inside the garden. I could have prayed with him and it would have made the prayer stronger. And then maybe, just maybe, he would not have been arrested. Now we know that that's not what God planned. He had to be arrested. He had to die on the cross so that he could overcome death and sin for us. We know that. But From a human perspective, human perspective, we if we just for a minute think how Peter must have felt, I think they must have felt so disappointed within themselves and how God is actually telling us that if you do not keep watch and you do not pray, you might, you might just, well, actually, he doesn't even say might. He says, watch and pray so that you will not fall. Because if we do not watch and we do not pray, we will fall into temptation. That is what it says here, not might, will. Because he knows that our flesh is weak. Why am I sharing this with you? Because the devil will, he will go at us in that moment when our flesh is weak. And the only way that we can ensure that we don't find ourselves in that spot is to watch and to pray. Now, Jesus is not physically on earth walking with us, but his spirit lives inside of us once we've given our hearts to Jesus, right? So he's with us. So the Holy Spirit guides us, convicts us, gives us peace. But at the same time, he warns us to be careful. But we need to stay in prayer. We need to watch and pray and fast and stay in prayer. And very important, we need to know the word of God. It's not enough just to say, um, I read my Bible and I know that Jesus was crucified. I know that he healed the sick. I know what I must do, but I do not study the word of God. And when I study the word of God, it becomes part of who I am. It means that when that temptation comes... I can pray his word. I can call upon his word. I can fight the flesh so that in the spirit I will be strong. And you see, this is what we need in order to take it all back. Everything that the enemy has taken from us, we need to take it back. And I want to speak to you about this right now to say to you, if you have given anything away to the devil, and I said already this, we give him way too much credit. He did this. He put me into temptation. He guided me on the wrong path. Um, He made me stumble. He made me sin. When are you going to take your own own responsibility here? Because he's going to stand in front of God and say, I did none of that. You gave her authority. She didn't use it. So all he does is he comes along with a silver plate and whatever you are not using, he takes it for himself. But you have the authority to claim that back. And the minute you claim it back, you upset him. He he wants that moment of glory. It's the only moments he has is the moments you give him. So he will thrive on even, as I indicated, you giving him credit, even for bad things. So let's stop giving him credit for anything. And let us take back everything that he has stolen from us, and everything that we have given away. Because we give things away. We give our peace away. We give our joy away. We give it away because we fear and we don't want to be honest and we don't want to stand up for Christ. And so the list can go on. So I want to really, really encourage you today to, to to stand back for a moment. Go and make a list of all the things in your life that you know is not right with God. If you know there are lies, you have to ask forgiveness. You need to go and come out into the open with the honesty of what has happened. Be honest about it so that you can take back the control. If there is fear for anything in your life, it means you've given away control. And you are the only one who can take it back. Jesus already died on the cross for you. He's given you the authority to trample on scorpions and snakes, to overcome all the the powers of the enemy. But if you choose not to use it, you've given that control away. And I want to encourage you today, take it all back. Take it back. Take back what the enemy has taken or what you've given him in your marriage. Take back what you've given him in terms of the the things that your kids are struggling with. Take it back. Take control back is what my encouragement for you is today. Maybe today you just had to hear this message again. Because I think so many people are caught up in fear purely because they've given away control. I want us to focus on a song, and I'm going to read to you the lyrics because I cannot play you the song. So I'm going to read you the lyrics of this song, and I want you to close your eyes, listen to what it's saying here, because it it talks to everything that I've shared now, and it, it gives you the solutions as well. Um, this is a song specifically sung by, I think it's Torin. I'm not sure how you pronounce the name, Wells. And it is Take It All Back. So let let, let me read these lyrics to you. So I want you to close your eyes and focus on the lyrics now. And it says, Fears got me living with the lights out. Chained down like a prisoner in my own house. Shame cycles like a daily medication. I try but I can't change my situation because the liar comes to rob my joy. Yes, I'm bruised, but I'm not destroyed. I'm rising like an army and you're gonna hear the sound. And then it says, I'm calling the angels down. I'm storming the gates of hell. Tell the devil he don't own my soul. I'm taking back what the enemy stole. I'm raising the battle cry. I'm holding the banner high. With the power of the Holy Ghost, I'm taking back what the enemy stole. And then it goes further to say, You can't speak your lies over my family. No. You can't break the promises that are standing. No. Ain't got a flex to put you back in your place now. One name is all I got to say. Jesus, I'm calling the angels down, I'm storming the gates of hell, tell the devil he don't own my soul, I'm taking back what the enemy stole, I'm raising the battle cry, I'm holding the banner high, with the power of the Holy Ghost, I'm taking back what the enemy stole. And then it continues, it repeats itself, and it just keeps on saying, take it all back, take it all back not some of it take it all back and then it says we're done with all the mind games you try to play if ain't clear yet i want everything you took from me in the name of the one who is peace the one who heals all disease the only reason that i am free that name is jesus lord of lords and king of kings Jesus, the name that makes the demons flee. I want it all now. I'm taking it back now. You know it's going down when you hear the sound. I'm calling the angels down. I'm storming the gates of hell. Tell the devil he don't own my soul. I'm taking back what the enemy stole. Wow, this is so, so profound so deep, so true. And my question for you today, are you going to take back everything that the enemy stole from you and everything that you've given away? Dear listener, today, right now, on this day, I decide to take it all back. Everything that I've given away and everything that he stole from me. What are you going to do with this today? I want to encourage you to take it all back. Take back the control so that you can live free in Christ with the authority that is given you, no longer being controlled by the devil. I want to pray with you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that we can come before you today. Lord, we allow ourselves The wrong decisions that we make, and even by the things that happen in the world that surrounds us, resulting in hurting us, or the things that we see and experience, we often make wrong decisions. We get angry at you, blame you for everything. And Father, before we know it, we give control to the enemy through anger, through fear, through lies. But today, today we call upon you, Lord. Today we ask that your angels will come down. Today we ask you in the mighty name of Jesus to help us. And today we take a decision to take it all back. We take all the control back. Lord, where we have done wrong, forgive us. In Jesus' name, Father. Where we are living a lie, let the truth be revealed. And give us the strength, Holy Spirit, to come forward and share the truth so that we will be set free. Where we live in fear, we take back your peace that you have already given us through your Son, Jesus Christ. But from this day onwards, we choose to take it all back. Everything that the enemy has taken from us, we take it back, Lord. We don't know yet everything that we have to do. We don't know yet how it will work from this day forth. But we know that you will do it with us. So we ask you, Lord, through your spirit, help us. And we choose right now to take it all back. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on now, take it all back. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to this JTMR podcast brought to you by Jesus to My Rescue Ministries and Outreach. Visit our website at www.jesustomyrescue.com for more great content that will help you grow in your relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. If you need prayer, send us a WhatsApp to plus two seven double six four 468 Alternatively, send us an email to support at jesustomyrescue.com. You can also find us on most social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and many others. Just search for Jesus to My Rescue. God bless you. Bye-bye.